Turn on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. What up? Man, that was loud. What's up, gentlemen? What's a little loud? <laughs> I was like, where's Tommy? I looked yeah, up at the Tommy's screen. Tommy's out of screen. Oh, look at that's a That's a big move. If you can move that kind of mass. Look at him there. I, <laughs> my, uh, my, I unplugged my mic. I mean, we're going live on the show. It's like three, two, and Tommy's like one. I lost my ears. My that's ears were gone. <clears throat> What's up, everybody? <clears throat> How are you guys doing today? What's up, man? What's I'm happening? I'm doing good. If you can move that kind of mass, ladies and gentlemen, this man right here sitting to my right, your left, is a size 52 chest. And a, 50. He is. 50. I lost some weight. It's 50. How do you lose your chest? A, How do you lose weight in your chest? Because like you're your fat shoulders. in your chest, too. And right. you're fat as you're fat in your stomach. So he's, a 50, he's a 50 chest. 50 and chest. a size 30. 34 waist. 34 waist. Yep. That, ladies and gentlemen, is Johnny Bravo right there. Yeah. Kind of. Yep. But anyway... What size uh, jacket are you, Dave? <laughs> I am a 42. Regular. Short. short. Nope. Oh. And modern fit. So, did. <laughs> okay. Huh? What? What are you? So, did you go down two inches? You lost some weight recently. <laughs> That's what she's. Yeah. Um, you know, I did not go down two inches. Um, okay. No, yeah, I went down. Um, yes, I did. You know what? I want to get off the subject Which altogether. So let's, okay. You know. Hey. <laughs> Moving on. How about you, Dave? No, I'm what size jacket are you, Dave uh, Cribs? Uh, I shop in the boys section so that I don't have to work out. <laughs> He's like, I'm husky. Husky in the husky section. <laughs> so yes. we would like to know what size you are. What size jacket are you? Hmm. Huh? Really yeah, it's like that. We are shared custody today, guys. All right, let's, let's get our one-liners down for some yes. shared custody. So you know what? Are you tired of your customers going somewhere else? You know, so basically, you tired of taking a DNA test to tell whose customer is it? Who's, who's, your, daddy? who's your daddy? How about that one? Are you one? getting tired of treated like one? a redheaded stepchild? Wow. Are you getting t- Ooh. Wow. All right. All right. How about you, Cribs? You got one? Are you getting tired of going on the Maury show every week just to try to <laughs> figure it out? You got to go to Maury Povich so he can determine who to, who, who has custody. Yeah. Are you tired of paying child support and somebody else is getting to spend time with your baby? You haven't seen your baby in two years, but you're paying child support. Mm, right. Sad. Mm, how about that one? Are you tired of anything said, better than that? I don't, that made me sad, actually. I'm sure people are like, no, I can't even go out to dinner. Hey, we're talking to car guys and car girls today about shared custody, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the topic is uh, it's, it's, it's stirred up a little bit of a uh, little bit of comments on Facebook and uh, on Twitter. Um, Cribs, you know this is an interesting subject. You know, spending time in the car business as you have for such a long time. You know, this was this. I mean, what? I don't know why he's smirking. I mean, because you know, I mean, I mean always I mean, goes to the age thing. But no, no. Ahead. I mean, oh, you, yeah. I mean, yeah. you've been in the business for a while. Yes. It's it's always an issue, and it's really not anything different with technology. If anything, it's it's probably become more of a pressing issue with technology because it's easier to identify a customer and to quote 
make that customer part of your CRM. You know, with, with the technology today, if they shop in my service department, if they buy a part for my parts department, if they are, I don't care if they're getting their car detailed by my detail department, yeah. if they're spending a dime at my dealership, but yet they bought a car from over here, then I'm going to, as a salesperson, I'm going to, I know what my mentality would be, I'm going to take advantage of that, that, that experience. I'm going to have that customer in my database. And when it comes time, for them to trade in a vehicle, then I'm going to step right in and act like I'm the daddy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You're going to take advantage of that opportunity. And like you said, you know, and, and, you know, things have changed a little bit over the years. I mean, you know, in the past, it was just your personal customers or the customers that the dealership had originally sold that were kind of more on your radar. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, there's access to so many customers. And the other thing that has taken place. Well, now because they have model a T they got yeah, all of right, them, right? Right. Okay. So another yeah, I mean, thing that's taken place, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> like you went back then when you were in the car, business, we if, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if, if it was too hard to crank the vehicle, you could just say, Oh, aren't you tired of your forearms and biceps throbbing every time you'd like to start the Dallas car? You know, hey, John's coming in the service drive. He's a uh, license plate seven. Oh, no, He's John's number coming, seven. John's He's coming, coming in the service. Drive. Okay. Oh, okay. I wonder if dehorse John. him, dehorse that cat. <laughs> Let's see if we can dehorse him. Yes. All right. All right. You had a good point. And I anyway, what was your point? Oh, here we go. Here we go. So <laughs> Moby Dick was a minnow. When yeah. You were. Thanks. Uh, you know, another <laughs> another thing that's taken place though over over the years is the fact that I'm getting a lot of. Uh, <laughs> it's Lewis. Go ahead though. What were you yeah, saying over the years? <laughs> well, in recent years, you know, the dynamic has changed a bit when it comes to customer loyalty. Also, I mean, now there's a lot more. Um, parity in brands. You don't have these huge quality gaps, and now we have many more models on the market. So, and the younger generation is also that's coming up, millennials or what have you. Mm -hmm. They're not that brand focused, uh, you know, like maybe My some older folks like myself might have been. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I know just cribs is y'all. You guys are distracting cribs. But You're okay, so what do yeah. you think, Tommy? Like I mean, echo in the room. I mean, it's it's a, it's interesting today. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to hear. Yes really the strategies because here's here's the reality if you're you're out in social media world and you're commenting today hashtag auto deal live <clears throat> make yes. your voice be heard yes and if you want it to literally be heard there's a phone number at the top left of your screen it's 813-574-1820 we'd love to take your calls today we'll be getting overwhelmed with calls and haven't been able to bring everybody on the show but be patient with us keep calling in and um if you have something that's really worth bringing into the show we'd love to hear from you but here here's the reality guys the reality is it's here to stay and it's here to stay all it's been here but it's 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 more prominent today and the reality is i'm interested in hearing from some some of the top salespeople on the ground today some people who are really honestly doing a great job we've got uh, we've got a guest on that's number one in their area in referrals. We have um, one of the top Ford salespeople in Central Florida on today. We have um, a sales pro, a true sales professional at uh, with the Bernie Moreno companies, I mean, which they own, I think, 10 or 11 stores throughout multiple states. We've got a, a sales and leasing consultant at Bort, Bert Wolf, who's, uh, who's really branding himself well. We've got a sales uh, professional at uh, Gay Family Kia, which Gay Group is a huge group. And then we have um, someone who's spent some time in the car business and is on the other side now. I'm anxious to hear what they have to say because the reality is that's the key. It's going to happen, but what are you doing? It's not enough to say, you know, oh, I'm aware of it, and, you know, hey, we got to do a good job, and, oh, man, you know what, you know, somebody's going to steal your customer. That, everyone says that. 
But what are you doing? Can you give me some actual tangible walkaways that I can take notes? I want to see people tweet in today. How about this? How about we'll go back to old school Auto Dealer Live. You guys tweet us pictures of the notes you're taking because the content from these sales professionals is so good. How about that? Yeah. Novel. That was... Huh? I think you nailed it because, you know, uh, as much as we love for you to say you're watching because of us three up here, that's one thing. But the real uh, the real reason that our viewers are watching and listening, it's because of the dealers that are on the show, the things that you're taking away from the show, the things that you can plug and play. You can walk away after a show and know you're in a better position to elevate your career in this business simple as that so yeah it'll be very interesting i can't wait to hear i know i'll pick up something today with between all these guests you know you're going to hear something that you're not doing that we uh hear about that is getting results so absolutely 100 percent. hey lou why don't you have kim bring in one of those uh serial sales pro um uh letterman's jackets we're going to give one away to the top influencer Monogram, Serial Sales Pro off the presses. jacket. It's going to have, listen to this. It's got the Serial Sales Pro head monogrammed on one side. It's got your last name. All right. So it's monogrammed. Like Fonzarelli, if you were, if your last name happened to be Fonzarelli. <laughs> yeah. Those are fresh off the Oh, yeah. We haven't, no one has one of these. Why would you have one? <clears throat> well, you listen, man, go hey, get a daggum jacket. How about, yeah, but Fonzarelli called one his jacket. Richie Cuttingham jacket. I'm talking about, it's going to have your last name. On the back, it's going to say Serial Sales Pro. They're black and white. We'll show them to you. Matter of fact, the jacket I'm going to show you right now doesn't have anything monogrammed on it because um, you have to have your name customized because we don't know who won yet. <laughs> and we don't know your size. Just put Tiarina Grab on one, one of those them. jackets. No, man, I want to see Twitter and Facebook, all right? We're going to pick the top influencer. So if you're on Facebook, you can participate in this just by commenting Stunning. your fingers off. Share this thing, all right? Share the feed. Comment on Facebook. Fry. Call in. We will do. We will think, pick the person who has share, the most influence. I think sharing should. I think sharing on Facebook should be qualify. Should be a qualifier. <laughs> yes. In sharing on share Twitter, post. How do you share on Twitter? Retweet it. Like us. <laughs> share us. Call in. Say scary. something. Give us some feedback today, and we're going to give you a jacket. If Lewis would ever bring one to me, I'll show you what it looks. Yeah, like. he's not moving. He's not. Well, we got to go to commercials anyway, right? So let's do commercials. We'll go to commercials. Uh, you go get that Letterman jacket with Fonzarelli on the uh, name thing there. And uh, and then what do we got after that? What do we got? The next up. Next, the next up. up is what? Our shared custody panel. Oh. Panel number one. By the way. What? I just got to notice. Our, our jacket's not in the building. They're actually being made. Just, they're not even off press. All right. Well, then tell Kim. Here's what I need you to do over commercial. Have Kim send you guys the image with the Serial Sales Pro on it. And then pop that up on the screen. When we get back, we'll talk a minute about it before we introduce so, her. All right, guys. Hey, man, make sure you guys start commenting like crazy. But let's, get, let's go ahead and read a comment to give you something to chew on here. This is the Facebook comment that came in from Keith Shetterly. He said, in this modern market, you know it's going to be interesting to see? <laughs> if they actually raise the teleprompter up while I'm talking. Because I think right. they're a little bit of a delayed. So Jenna's got to hear me coming into this thing. So as the teleprompter's moving, I'm kind of delaying what I'm getting ready to say. Yeah, because I don't know the second yeah. half of the sentence yeah, I'm getting ready to say. You no, I, have to yeah, I have to like make it up. Keith Shetterly says, in this modern market, there's no customer loyalty, loyalty to, to your butt. <laughs> oh, no, that's not what he said. Oh, there it is. What did he say? And then anything other than how they feel. So in this modern market, there's no customer loyalty, Dave, to anything other than what? How they feel. And? Price. Which, which we still fall all over ourselves mm. promoting with sale, 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 isn't a feeling. We sit right in a modern culture where folks will check reviews on a new restaurant 
to see other people's feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Feelings. And where folks will consistently. <laughs> we're going to uh, let you folks, guess what the rest of it is. Will consistently <laughs> order their food without preparing ahead of time uh, for the vegetables they were supposed to eat. That's yes. funny. Because there's no they teleprompter. A, because feed. they have a gluten hey, Lewis, allergy. Are you doing a teleprompter? Okay. Because they have a gluten allergy. Why right, are they, so why we you sit right in a modern culture where folks will check reviews on a new restaurant to see other people's feelings about it. And where folks will consistently go to a restaurant because how they feel about it. And, but this is a long comment, where we ourselves <laughs> do all those things, but we think somehow all this stops for a car purchase. The only way you will ever have custody okay. of a customer is to finish what this says, is to get hold of their feelings about your dealership. So thank you for watching Auto Dealer Live. <laughs> about you as a salesperson. Next week. Next and about week. how the shared custody panel that we promised to today. Treated. we got to go to commercial go break. Hey, we'll Jenna. be right back with shared custody Jenna, panel shorter. One. Shorter ones, hey, thanks, Jenna. Jenna. Good all job. Right. Hi, this is Dave Villa with SerialSalesPro.com. There's one trait that all true champions have in common, and it's the fact that they never stop chasing perfection. It's true that perfection is something that we as humans will never be able to truly reach here on Earth. However, this does not mean that we should stop pursuing it. Understand that a black belt is simply a white belt that did not give up. Now that's strong. Regardless of how you feel about your skills as a salesperson, all truly great salespeople understand the importance of constant and continued training. I myself am better at my craft now than I was 10 years ago, and in 10 years I hope to be better than I am now. All of this is a direct result of the training I have undergone and the tips, tricks, and tools of the trade that I have learned along the way. The fact is, the average, everyday, boring, lackluster salesperson is the one who learns the basics and tries to use them to simply get by. I think that I speak for everyone listening when I say that I do not want to simply get by. I have zero interest in being average and no patience for mediocrity. So for those who may need a refresher on the basics or maybe some tweaks to your sales approach, then I implore you to implement some form of training in your own life. If you have an interest in stepping out of your comfort zone and striving for greatness, if you're tired of mediocrity and feel that you need to make some changes, then I implore you to visit SerialSalesPro.com. Join us in our pursuit of perfection. Hey guys, we came back for you guys. You're welcome. My ear, I have my ear stuck in. Hey, welcome back. Auto Deal Live, 3.30. God bless y'all. We're here. Dave Cribbs, Dave Villa, Tommy Elwell. Let's get right into it, shall we? Let's do right it. Right into the shared custody panel. Y'all ready, producers? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's make this thing happen. We got Chris Castle. She's the president and CEO at Car News Network. We got Kalan Anderson, sales professional at Gay Family Kia. And we have Mr. William McCormick, sales and leasing consultant at Burt Wolf, Inc. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. How are we? Fantastic. Awesome. Well, thank you guys, awesome. for, thank you guys for coming on today. And we're going to jump right into shared custody. What you got? Yeah, let's go to Kalan. And Kalan, let's just start off by asking... You know, is it is it reasonable to expect that we can even maintain custody of our customer once we make the initial sale for the next time around? Because there's so much out there now, so many ways to find customers that our com- competition is using, as well as the fact that there's a lot of parity on the market, a lot of choices. I mean, what do you say to that? Is it even possible for us to really hold a tight grip on our customers after the sale? That's a great question. I, I believe it really is uh, possible. 
Um, it, it takes a lot of work on our on our effort because there is so much noise out there. But I, I confidently believe that you can definitely, you know, sell with somebody a car and then also be their go-to person for their next purchase as well. That, that's okay. And let me ask too. I have a. You have a follow up on that? No, no. no okay. Go ahead. Well, let me let me let me uh, go to Chris. And Chris, let me ask you this. I mean, uh, something I've wondered on this whole deal. Obviously, that it's possible. I think Kalan's right, and I think any salesperson would would be remiss to to not admit it's possible because you know that's our business but let's look at it from an owner's point of view and see and see where the onus lies let's see where the responsibility lies here and what part of that might rely on the owner let me explain that for instance okay one of the things that we're talking about that might um, you know that that but might cause the customer to 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 not to be shared. You know to to possibly not only be ours is if they service their vehicle somewhere else. Doesn't that responsibility fall somewhat on the dealership? Maybe when they're marketing in the service department. I mean, isn't that responsibility shared as well? Where the salesperson does a bang up job, and yes, you're going to reach out to them, but then somebody's service department's doing a good job possibly, or somebody at, at dealership number two might be doing their part in the fixed ops or the back end. And so isn't it more than just the salesperson's responsibility and shouldn't this be a joint effort, Chris? It's a completely a joint effort. There is, there's responsibilities on both ends. First and foremost, as the dealer principal running a business, um, you know, everything starts from the top down. So to expect a salesperson that you hire from um, any from another dealership or from just the general marketplace to expect them to come in and know all of their resources and things like that. Mo- many of many salespeople don't know the resources when they're new into the marketplace, and they they learn from other visionary leaders and in, in groups and in, in places like on Auto Dealer Live. Mm-hmm. So they have to learn, and there is a long there is a long. Um, it takes a long time to learn everything that you can do. You know, they, they don't even know some of the vendors exist or that they are even allowed to do things that they may, that may be permissible. Um, yeah. I mean, think about it. If you're hired into a dealership and you're three months in, how are you going to know anything about Dealer Raider or Google Plus or Facebook or that you can even use those resources or that you're allowed to unless you have the proper training and you have the support of the dealership? On the other hand, if you're the if you're the owner, um, what what do you even know about it? Are you taking are you taking steps to provide your salespeople tools? Are you giving them the training? Are you giving them the knowledge base? Are you providing them with leadership in the management department that supports that? I mean, the best the best sales desks are the ones that remind the salespeople. Great, you sold the car. Go get the picture with the customer. Go make sure that you're asking them for an online review. Make sure you do your three day follow up. I mean, you always have to continually coach people. You know, we want to expect everybody to be great on their own, but salespeople are are enthusiastic. They want to help their customers, but sometimes the management isn't always on board with that. So, and the salespeople, you know, you don't want to have the the tail wag the dog, right? So you're not going to have the salesperson tell the manager what to do. So it is also the the dealer principal's responsibility to hire a management team who supports his vision. That's good. That's good. Jenna, can you do? Can you go up on that? Tell the next uh, comment, please. The next Facebook comment. Okay. Just because I wanted to ask William. Um, well, there was a comment from Deanna Edson, I think. Yeah, and uh, she said, "Provide down a little bit." She said, "Nope, the Diana. <laughs> nope, nope, nope." There we go. There we go, Diana. No, Diana. Yeah, nope. we're getting used to this teleprompter here, <laughs> Diana. 
<laughs> All right, this is so awesome. This is going to work awesome if it was commu- okay. She said, Diana Eidson, her dad said, provide a great experience every time, and there will never be a reason for that customer to go anywhere else, period. And then she put a period with a period. So, William, my question to you is, being a sales guy who has a great referral business. Welcome to the Broadworks collaboration. Hey, Lou, that's on the air. This show today is going really well if you're on it. If you guys if you guys know me at all, my OCDs, radar, and temperatures, things flying off the handle. But So let's ask that question again. Okay, so okay. William... Tommy said that, that Deanna said provide a great experience every time and there'll never be a reason for that customer to go anywhere else, period. She yes. emphasized it. So yes. your question, Tommy, was well, does he agree well, with that or what? My, oh, my question was in this day and age, is that even though that's, that's, that's the thing, people ex- want to do a, have a great customer experience with the fact there's different manufacturers out there, mm-hmm. cutting edge technology, Different, um, I mean, just different preferences. Your preferences change over time. Is that um, realistic? Is that, yeah, is that even, is that enough anymore? What do you, yeah, that's, what a, do, that's a great question. Is that to William? William? Well, that is to William if he's on. I, I just got back on, guys. Okay, uh, right, hey, real quick. I'll re- dropped. I didn't get to hear the question. No problem. Here, Di- Diana Eidson said, provide a great experience every time, and there will be a, never be a reason for the customer to go anywhere else, period. Do, do you subscribe to that in this day and age? Is that, even though a great customer experience is what we're striving for, is that enough? Absolutely, you got to do that without a doubt. I mean, it's it's you know it's like a dog and pony show in a way, but but you got to put on the show. You you got to be the one out there. I mean, I don't know what what people normally expect. I see the coworkers of mine that that uh, go out and, and they just go out and plainly deliver the car. I go out whenever possible, whatever time allows me. They're in the finance office. I'm out. Uh, prepping a little sign for the for the front door. I'm putting a bow on the hood. I've got my stickers in the car. Uh, you know, letting people know that I appreciate them and I and I I really welcome their business and I want to have them back. And I always assure them if they need anything, it's a one stop shop. All they got to do is just pick the phone and dial me. If it's a sales or service question, great. I'll I'll take care of it. If they need an appointment, I'll take care of that. You know, they can call me. They can text me. They'll have access to my cell phone number and. Most of the time they use it, and on as far as social media goes, uh, they're they're always on on top of that too. If they're, if they're on Facebook or, or uh, you know any other social media, they're contacting me through those channels, through Messenger, through uh, posts, through uh, you know, anything on Instagram. Um, people are getting a hold of me in, in those ways, and and it's just staying constantly connected. Facebook and 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 the rest of the social media platforms have opened up so much for us as salespeople that we can stay connected with our, with our customers. And, you know, a good example, right? I, one of my customers just bought a car from me and his wife finally gave birth to their, their second child, like, you know, within a week after they're, they're buying the car. So what I do, I, I'm dropping them a little, a little card. Congratulations on the baby arriving. You know, stuff like that will get you connected with people and they will not forget you. Okay, and, and so I think where Tommy's going, though, to, and William, I th- thank you for that. And go to back to Kalan for a second. Um, where Tommy was kind of going and, and where um, I went and asked uh, a follow-up question to uh, – Actually, uh, that, that actually explained it pretty well, Dave, <laughs> what? what Ed Brooks said. It takes a full team effort. At the end of the day, the customer is probably still going to shop you next time. Yeah, and, and Ed, Ed has a way of cutting right through the crap and just yeah. being kind of like straightforward, and not everybody likes that, but I, I, you know, I think some people do, and that, that's a great take on it. But let me, let me kind of fluff it up a little bit, and, and Mike Columbus has another comment, as Jenna brings that up in a second here. Um, Mike Columbus commented, I believe, on this, about it being the owner's 
responsibility, which Chris Castle agreed with me that it is. Um, and as Jenna brings the teleprompter up, we got to get this this going, Lou. Um, the uh, I want to kind of pick it up on your comment and ask Kalan is. Um, is it just, hey, if, I, if I'm a good salesman, if I stay in touch with the person, then they're going to come back to me? I get that. And obviously, we all agree that should happen. But it, he, uh, Mike Columbus said it's not the owner's responsibility. The salesman builds a relationship that can go from dealer to dealer. But I, I kind of beg to differ because let me ask you this. What if the customer experience is more than just what the salesperson can provide? Yes, you know, you have a salesperson that reaches out to you all the time. I mean, you know, and hey, happy birthday. Hey, thank, congrats on your baby. But what if the service department at the dealership, and you know, I keep going back to that, you know, is it sucks. You know, I mean, there's, um, you know, what, uh, my wife doesn't service her, uh, you know, Grand Cherokee SRT at the local uh, or at the same place where she bought, you know, and, uh-huh. and so, I mean, she had a bad experience at, at the dealership for the service. So, I mean, doesn't that, doesn't that come into effect, Kalan, where if you are, you know, maybe the customer experience is not bought in or not exemplified throughout the entire dealership, doesn't that affect your ability to maybe bring that customer back, no matter, regardless, irregardless of what you are willing to put into it as a salesperson? That's a question I'll ask you, Kalan. So, yeah, I think that is something that um, we have to all take into consideration. And there is only so much I can do on, you know, as a salesperson. Um, I do um, I do help out my service department where I can, and I try to, um, for my customers who are having issues with service, you know, I try to go out of my way to uh, to help them and do what I can to to assist them. And and as we mentioned, it is all a team effort. You know, if the salesperson is doing everything they can, but nobody else is on board, as you mentioned, then it's gonna be it's gonna be an uphill fight, and it's gonna be difficult. And yes, it is possible that the customer still does come back to that salesperson because of the way they treated them throughout the whole process before, after, um, before, during, and after the sell. But I think it, it, it is a whole team thing. The dealership has to be on board. The service has to be on board. Um, it's, it's a whole, we're a family here, and we have to work together. And, I, you know, I do a lot on, on my effort to, to help out the service department. You know, if the service department sees you're willing to, to go the extra mile to help them, when you have a customer that's having maybe a little bit more of an issue, um, in my experience, I've seen them be a little bit more willing to go out of their way to, to service that customer. Mm-hmm. So I think um, on top of building the relationship with the customer, if we all work together as you know individuals working with one another um, and building a relationship and a positive one, I think that's going to help the long run as well. Um, not just expect you know service to take care of every customer, mm-hmm. but also be there to take care of service when they need us, if that makes sense. Dave, before you answer your question, one of the things that, um, I know you're gonna shift gears, but uh, Renee Perry said, always goes back to relationship building. I agree with that. I'd like to hear what Mike Columbus thinks. Maybe he's already commenting and get his comment up on that. I know what you said there, Mike, but what about the uh, joint responsibility? What about, you know, a bad experience that might take it out of the salesman's hand? And also, Dave, what do you think, uh, Cribs, about maybe shared custody within the dealership? In other words, let's share responsibility and share custody within the dealership. Get a little team going yeah, yeah. You know, a couple of things come to mind. You know, one of the things that that I've heard is that you know, hey, give them this great experience, and you don't have to worry. I, I don't. I really disagree with that. I mean, I think it's more than that. Um, I've also heard, well, it's the owner's responsibility, mm-hmm. or it's the salesperson's job, or you know, this or that. <laughs> I want to go back to Chris Castle for a moment because I believe that Chris really kind of touched on some things that uh, that I was thinking as well. You know, one of the things is the fact that. You know, I don't think there's any owner out there that doesn't intend to do well and input into his or her store 
and try to help salespeople and service department and everything create a place of, of, of synergy. I think sometimes where we miss the boat is channeling all of those um, strategies that we have. Like, for example, uh, you know, maybe our dealership offers tires for life. That helps keep that customer retention coming sure. back or a lifetime warranty on a used car, on the powertrain, keeps that customer kind of coming back in. And um, But uh, we talked earlier about salespeople. Are they using everything that the dealership offers in order to help them retain that customer? And that message has to be you know, throughout the dealership instead of being compartmentalized. So Chris, maybe talk about that for a moment. You're in dealerships every day. What are you seeing out there? Are we getting better as leaders in the dealership in, you know, kind of creating a synergistic team where there's not this division between the internet department and the sales department and the service department? Mm -hmm. It seems very counterproductive. What are you seeing out there right now? Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that. Um, one of the things that when I started my company, um, we're not just an advertising agency. This isn't a plug for me, believe me. We have so much going on. But I get involved in the operations because I feel like when you're advertising and marketing, um, you know, you have to get involved with salespeople. And it's interesting how many salespeople until we get involved really don't spend a lot of time in service and parts. And it's always, it's, it's often like, oh, that's what they do over there. And mm -hmm. in service and parts, it's almost the same thing. It's what they do over there. We come in and we try to build a synergy with the, you know, taking the owner's vision and looking at it from, you know, higher up and saying, okay, well, nobody knows this and nobody knows that. And how come this isn't there? And part of it is mentioning things at sales meetings and having people's attention, taking a time out and remembering, you know, the old Stephen Covey's that you have to sharpen the axe every once in a while you can't just always be on the go and you have to give people a break to listen and learn and we we love spending a lot of time with with salespeople, asking them things getting to know them because they are our best asset to market right everybody has the car we have to learn all the unique things about <laughs> the dealership many salespeople don't know about the tires for life they don't know that you get three, you get free oil changes for three years whenever you buy a pre-owned car. They don't know those things. And it's not, when you walk into a new job, how are you supposed to know unless it's communicated? Right? That's good. So we try to be a, a communication tool. Um, unless you're just the best salesperson in the world and you make it your point to know everything out there. But listen, we have to we have to look at the average salesperson whenever we're hiring people, and we That's have right. to turn them into great salespeople. And we have to allow them time to go yeah. into the service department and get to know the service tech, and build those relationships in house, so that you can build relationships with customers. Yeah, so I'd like to address the one thing that we're not talking about is what happened to the relationship, why they didn't buy a car, mm -hmm. or what happened to the salesperson. Who did a fantastic job and then the customer walks out of finance and they're upset yeah those are those are some pivot points that your relationship goes awire because you've got a salesperson <clears throat> who bought the cookies who gave the the present for the baby or gave the you know did the, the card and all the right things they go into finance and it may not be the finance manager it could be just the emotional state of the customer about their finances and their their knowledge base so there there's a lot more factors going on than were you the best salesperson in the whole wide world and do mm -hmm. you have the car clean 
and where all the factors on go, we have to consider the customer and what their situation is and where their head's at. And so it's, it's a very psychological process. It is. And we're not psychiatrists on the showroom floor. Right. So it's not always, you know, when a customer gets pissed off, Mm -hmm. it's not always your fault. Right. Yeah. Out of mind. Chris, t- tell Chris, thank you so much. Tell uh, our listeners how they can reach out to you and and uh, and where they could find out more information about about you and what you do, Chris. Um, you can definitely Google me, <laughs> Chris <laughs> Castle. But um, our company website is carnews.network. It's uh, it's not a dot com. It's dot network. Carnews.network. Um, I serve as an MC for the Independent Auto Dealers Association. Uh, often for um, digital dealer, and um, I'm also a trainer at the Greater New York Independent Auto Dealers or the Greater New York um, Auto Dealers Association, and um, I own and operate um, an advertising agency called Car News Network. Awesome. And I'm definitely all about the true voice of the dealer and really taking a reality check into what's going on in in the in the dealership. There are many dealers who don't understand all of the aspects and the tools that their salespeople need because they're not on the showroom floor themselves. That's right. right. And there are a lot of service directors who don't understand the sales process either. That's not their mainstay job. So, and, and the flip side, there are a lot of sales managers who don't know what's going on in the service department. Yeah. yeah. So I believe that there should be more company wide meetings. Yeah. I believe it shouldn't be a sales meeting with the sales people. I think the BDC belongs in there. I think some of the service managers belong in those same meetings. Uh, I think and as you, well as administrative staff. Yeah, yeah I think you're right on. Uh, that's a hot button for me. I think you're right on with that. And uh, for those of you that are watching, Chris not, is not just an advertising agency. She's been a GSM. She's worked the floor. She's done it all inside the dealership as well. So let's go to. Um, thank you, Chris. Yes, thank you, Chris. Let's go to thank Kalan. You. Sure, absolutely. Let's go to Kalan Anderson and um, maybe give your closing comments, Kalan, and how dealers and people can reach out to you. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you guys are doing a great job, but my name is pronounced Kylan, but that's okay. Kylan. Um, I asked you guys what it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, but, yeah, you can you can definitely Google me or find me on social media. Um, you can just Google Kylan Anderson, and I pop up. I have a pretty unique name. But uh, I just want to thank everybody for uh, for allowing me to be on here. It's been an honor, and uh, you know, definitely that's something that we we all need to work on is is sharing the custody within our dealership and and helping one another uh, one another out and and just growing is uh, as a group. So I appreciate you guys for having me on. Well, thanks, thank Kylan. WMC. <laughs> WMC. Guys, I just want to say thanks for having me on as well. It's always a pleasure to get a, a chance to speak with you and, and uh, share some thoughts with everybody. I think, you know, on this particular subject, you know, really, you think about it, it it's really going to come down more to culture as an overall thing. It's it's a, it's a word we haven't used here today yet, uh, been able to catch, but um, you got to make sure your cultures are aligned, you know, individually along with the dealership. And if, and if, if something's amiss, you got to have that conversation. you got to pull apart, you know, whoever might be at fault, whether it be a, a manager, a service manager, a finance guy, whoever. If there's a, a, a chink in the armor somewhere, you got to you make sure you're totally bulletproof when it comes to the customer satisfaction. Yeah. Um, make awesome. sure that everybody's on on board with the program and have a goal. Make make that 
customer feels, though, that's just the, the, the building block there. And then you want to not only deal with them, but their entire network of people that they know. And if there has been a bad stigma about the company that you're that you're in, um, or they've heard some some bad things, there's it's never too late to try to turn it around. So awesome! Thank yeah, you so much, I appreciate William. Appreciate everything. And, appreciate and you, my, brother. Thank you for okay, coming. Everybody has a great day. You too, my friend. All right, guys, thank you so much. That was panel number one. We want to thank our guests for coming on. And just a couple of comments before we go to break, guys. Uh, Velko Tuchev, if I said it correctly, I know Velko, I, just, I always mess his last name up. Very few salespeople are interested in clients. Most salespeople are looking for new customers. Uh, Mike Hirschfeld, you cannot... Uh, the, the, commoditize. Uh, commoditize. Is that the right word? Uh, you, you cannot commoditize. Commoditize. I don't know if that's really a word. I'm not sure it is. Uh, you cannot make a commodity out of you cannot treat customers like a commodity how about that huh okay you can't treat customers like a commodity and expect customer loyalty customers and you know what i'm going to save the mystery <laughs> aspect of that second part of that comment no, no, let's, come just, back let's, just, break. let's just delve on that for a second that's a cliffhanger mm. for you right there mm. hey don't go anywhere dave the next up the next up we'll be back for our shared custody we just <laughs> talked about how to keep the kids <laughs> let's talk about how to take the kids away from the spouse on the next Ooh. one Oh, that's not Honey, right. Honey, I shrunk the kids. We'll be right back. Oh, guys. Oh, hey, once in a while, fun. you know the shows it's go like fun. really good. Like sometimes we're just like, man, the show went so freaking so good. smooth. When we get finished with this show, I can tell you what we won't be saying. If you want to know what's <laughs> going on, like we used to have this camera. Mike Cherub, the old producer, had this little camera. Remember the little camera he had up that let you see, like yeah. you know, kind of like you know, from like a fly's fly eye, fly on the fly wall. On the yep. wall. They, thank you. Yep. You won't see that anymore, but what's going to happen in here is everybody's going to be like, dude, what the freaking heck with this show? Like, technical difficulties out the wazoo. And, uh, you know. I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> it's what keeps it fun and exciting. It's all, it's all done on the fly. This is all live. Don't how how appropriate that we're having these kind of little issues with shared custody. Because, you know, when you, when you share custody, uh, you know, man, I, I don't know from example, but go I know from it. movies, when, yes. you, when you share custody, it might get a little nasty. Baby mama <laughs> drama. Baby, <laughs> this is a little challenging. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> Where are hey, my put, kids? Put up, put up the Serial Sales Pro jacket image. This is what we're giving away today. You don't have it. There it is right Thank there. Thank you, Z. There it is right there. Ooh, yeah. That's the jacket right there. You don't, you don't get the dude. That's a model, right? Oh. Right. You know, sorry, Arnold. But you don't get the guy. Listen, here's the... Ha ha. He ain't listening. Hey. So you little head there, little Serial Sales Pro head, the little Very last cool. name Very that you cool. can't see over there. That says your last name. So yep. whatever your last name is. You know, like, uh, you know, whatever. And on the back, Serial Sales Pro, that jacket is cool as the other side of the pillow. That's yours today. One top influencer. So share on Facebook, comment on Twitter, retweet it, like it, and we're going we're gonna to come up with a way where there's obvious who the top influencer is. That jacket is cool as heck, man. I promise you, you will like it and you will cherish it <laughs> for years to come. It is a sweet jacket. It is sweet, man. It's like, it's cool. It's like it the outsiders, cool. you know? Yeah, yeah. Super cool. All right, the next up, Dave. The next up here on Shared Custody. Look, we've got three superstars here. We've got Jared Drake, veteran new vehicle salesperson at Bartow Ford. That's here in the local area, uh, pretty close by. Got we've got Nathan Hayes, sales professional number one in referrals at Jefferson City Autoplex. And we have Adam Webster, sales pro at the Bernie Moreno Companies. Welcome, gentlemen, to the show. Thank What's you. Up? Glad to be here. Hey, we're gonna thank, thank you so much, man. Well, thank you guys, man. We're gonna jump in. So I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on something that I think Chris Castle hit on on the last segment, and and we we, we hit all around it, but we're gonna ask specifically about it because look, here's the deal: we've got salespeople on the panel, 
And salespeople, we're, we're optimistic, we're idealistic, some somewhat. We definitely see the bright side of the uh, uh, you know of the of the coin, and we're like, hey, you know what? It's going to be great. I'm going to do my best, and I'm going to reach out to this customer, and I'm going to get this customer again. But here's the reality. And if somebody does have their audio on, if you could mute it, somebody's getting a major feedback, and it's kicking into the ear. But if, uh, one of you guys. But uh, you are now muted. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, thank you. And um, and thank you for that that Siri like voice that, that that notified us. Hey, um, so I want to ask this, and I'll go to Adam. Adam, it was mentioned in the last segment from multiple people, and then Chris really brought it home by saying, "Look, we, we can have um, you are now unmuted. We can have our best intentions. Whoever just unmuted their phone, if you could mute it back for a second, because you're getting major feedback." And um, you are now remuted. <laughs> and uh, and then we'll bring you on. Um, you are so, now pre-muted, post-muted. So Adam, sorry. If uh, and we'll give you a second if that's you to, to unmute it when we when we finish the question. But uh, Chris Castle had brought up um, the need for the the, the, the everyone not only salespeople to be in meetings, you know, to know what's going on and not just to have a rah-rah go after the customer, you know, as it was mentioned, you know, salespeople care about getting the customer and, 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 but having other individuals, BDC, you know, people that are going to handle this process through that are going to ensure this customer is not shared because the reality is if somebody in this day and age spends their hard earned money, you know, on marketing and a customer responds to it. My theory is a customer is not going to stray unless deep down somewhere they're unhappy. So what's your, uh, what's your opinion on that, Adam, how we can really tighten this thing up and not only rely on a salesperson, you know, texting happy birthday or staying on top of it. Yeah, that's something that, um, that we really focus on here. And we actually talk about it uh, every single morning in our sales meetings um, you have to take ownership of your client's experience and that the relationship really just starts at the sale and then you have to take ownership of that. And it's not just a happy birthday once a year. I schedule their first service appointment for them. I help make sure that um, you know, I stay in contact with them throughout the entire process. And that way you know, they, they, my clients don't just get a call from me when their lease is coming due. You know what I mean? And, and I hope no one else had, um, you know, had influenced since then. Um, it, it's about building that relationship. It's paramount. And if, if you don't do that, then, yeah, that's when other people can, can influence. But if you become their car guy for anything they need, sales, service, I mean, questions, anything at all, uh, and you're their go-to guy, they're not going to go anywhere else. Or if someone else approaches them, it's like, no, I've got my guy. And having that type of relationship is something that we strive to, to build. And, and one more follow-up on that, Adam. So then let me ask you, so that that's a great, a great, I love that. And it sounds like you guys have, um, you know, have, have that down. And I love the fact that you're meeting on that and you're mentioning it daily. So it's something that you're, you're cognizant of. Let me ask you this then. So does that, does that literally means because I can see it happening this way that if I have some type of bad experience or an off experience, you know, I, I own a, a BMW and so they have a lot of, you know, perks in the service department. And so they come pick your car up and then leave you a car at your office and things like that. So if, um, if I have any type of experience, then I'm contacting, and I do this, I'll contact my service, my sales rep, because that guy's sold me three cars, leased me three cars, you know? I mean, he's making a, a pretty penny. So is that what you're talking about? Like maybe even you welcome that customer to reach out to you 
on an ongoing basis, if they have an issue where you're able to kind of head that off of the past and maybe maybe do something about it before it becomes some sort of fire? Is that what you're speaking of, maybe even? Yes, 100%. And, and, and two parts to that. One, I, I, I like to be the point man on everything. We have an excellent service department here. I'm in the, the Highline arena, so we have a lot of a lot of service amenities we offer. But, you know, when you need an oil change, call me. I'll get it scheduled for you. You want us to pick it up? I'll take care of that. You need some all-weather mats? Call me. I'll help set them up through our parts department. Um, you're having a problem getting your bill paid? Call me. I'll reach out to the manufacturer on your behalf. Whatever they need, it's about service. You know, it's about providing that service. Um, it's not an inconvenience for me. It's it's an opportunity to create value uh, for my clients, and that's what will keep them coming back. And if you have an issue, that's actually, it can be a blessing because if you have someone where the ball is dropped somewhere along the way or if they have a bad experience and you take ownership of that and you, you know, resolve it, to the best of your ability, that client will probably be more likely to come back to you than to go anywhere else because they know that, that you've got their back and you're going to solve their issue, whatever it is. That's good. I like that. I think that uh, domestic and import dealers um, are getting better. Obviously, I'm not dogging them out at all, but uh, but owning Highline vehicles and because of maybe the money that's being spent, that Highline dealers are doing such a good job at this in, in a lot of different respects. I think dealerships in general can learn a lot from this, Dave. Um, this concept. I think uh, BMW sent their geniuses to like, you know, other organizations and companies to really find out, you know, how they're doing it. And, and I think it's a really good, good, uh, good mix. Yeah, I think that's brilliant uh, that Adam just talked about essentially handicapping the possibilities that something else that, that your customer may get a little bit less service than what you would want to give them personally by being the point man, yeah, by, by having it. your customer call you directly you know, right off the bat, I think that that goes a long way. I think that's a great tip for new salespeople to, to, uh, to kind of tune into. Let's go to Jared Drake. Jared, um, you know, for those of you who don't know, Jared is with Bartow Ford and Bartow Ford is located just a little bit off the beaten path between Tampa and Orlando. I'd say they're closer to the Tampa market where there are these huge Ford dealers, but Bartow Ford's been in business forever. And uh, I want to go talk to Jared about, you know how do you how do you keep custody of your customers when you're, you know, faced with all this noise from the Tampa Bay market? Talk about That's that for good. a moment. That's right, guys. Hey, listen, I'm really excited to be with you guys today. Thank you again for asking me to be on your show. It's always a pleasure. So first, I'd like to say that you're talking about the noise in the Tampa Bay market. You definitely got to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. You got to have an angle. You got to do something different for your customers that's going to ring, hey, I need to call this guy. This is my guy. This is the one I can trust. This is the one that's going to take care of my business and navigate through the dealership. I'll tell you, one way to do that is massive follow-up. You have to be in front of your customers all the time. One thing that I do, I do direct mail myself to my customers multiple times a year, in addition to phone calls, birthday cards, all kinds of things. But the bottom line is I need to be answering that phone, need to be available, and I need to be following up with people every day. That's that's awesome, and you and then Dave hit it on the head too, Jared. With you guys being, I mean, you're a great great Ford store. I've seen. I live in uh, uh, Dover, which is you know just uh, west of Plant City, and um, but east of Tampa. And so I'm I'm not necessarily close to you. I can drive to multiple Ford stores closer to you, but I see mm-hmm. your GM on my. 
television set all the time. So he's in our market. And so, but what they advertise is the customer experience. And, um, and, and I like that. And I'm very familiar with the market there. So what you guys have managed to do, which is incredible, is take a small town market and make it big, make it a small town market that reaches to the, to, to beyond it, but gives that um, excellent service with a small town mindset. So talk a little bit about that as well and how somebody that, you know, such as yourself can compete in a market again, like Tampa, which, you know, is, is, is different. And there's not as there's struggle with customer service sometimes, but you guys are reaching in. And I think that's why you guys own some of the market that really technically shouldn't be, shouldn't be yours. Yeah, I got to tell you, the way the ownership is, they've always felt of doing things different, you know, treating customers the right way. You know, our, our motto is we're different and we prove it, and we do that each and every day. We, when the customer enters the dealership, they, they feel this relaxed atmosphere that the culture of the store has, and the people all believe in, you know, taking care of the customer at the end of the day. That's what we're there for. And in turn, by doing that, you're not just selling somebody one day. You're selling them the next day and the day after. Seventy percent of our business is repeat referral. And I got to tell you, it's an amazing thing. You know, we feel that once customers do business with us one time, they'll never go anywhere else. And that's by listening to the customers, taking care of their needs, providing exceptional value, and, and the experience that they have is like no other. I mean, they really feel like they're at home at our dealership. Yeah, that's nice. Dave, that's a huge number. I mean, 70% retention. Yeah, when you're hearing the noise from Tampa Bay, Tommy, and, you know, and you can you not hear that in Jared's voice, no. the synergy that we talked about at what a dealership really needed to possess with that message across the board? Yeah, and you got to understand one of the dealerships that probably, if you're going into the Tampa Bay market, those of you that are listening, um, if you're if you're in the Ford arena, you've heard of Brandon Ford. I mean, they're one of the top you know Ford stores in the Southeast region. They're a top certified Ford pre-owned dealer in the in the nation. They're a top F one fifty, and you're talking about that being one of the closest one of the closest yeah. quote Tampa Bay area stores that Jared has to contend with. And that's a big, big task, Jared. That's like going up against a Goliath. And uh, so so hats off to you guys. You're doing a great job over there. I'll go to Tommy and let him uh, so, bring Nathan in. Yeah, Nathan, I had a quick question for you. And, you know, I'm thinking a top sales guy, you know, at a, at a good-sized dealership, guys are doing probably, what, 20 to 30 cars a month is probably a fair for, like, top, you know, elite, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. All right, so you're talking He's about – number one in referrals, too. Okay, so you're talking 20 to 30 cars a month. Extrapolate that over year. Extrapolate that over your 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 time on the job. When does it? What I'm thinking is to do to be the point person, like you know Adam was saying, being a point person. So he's got people calling him. You know, hey, can you schedule my my oil change? Can you do this? Can you do that? That's a I'm, a burden, not in a bad way per se, but it's a burden, right? You got you're going to have a lot of activity that way. So can you give some practical ways on how people can maybe some newer um, some newbies in the business how they can um, how they can help facilitate that because that could be overwhelming to the point where you're not doing anything but helping the follow-up and helping people you've already sold and not taking care of new business can you give us some uh, uh some hints some some of your tricks of the trade it's a lot of work uh i keep a separate spreadsheet of all of my sold customers and then i kind of micromanage that and cross-check efforts uh, you know what i've actually been paid for uh books that i've read I recommend rating your grading your database so you can see that if someone's bought five cars from you in six years, consider that an A-plus customer, whereas someone that uh, bought maybe one car from you or or uh, five, six cars from you, and they just it's a grind-out, knock-down session, but they want you to uh, stop what you're doing and pair their Bluetooth from uh, buying a car somewhere else. 
mean, those people, you know, no offense, uh, they're not helping pay my bills. Uh, I'm a nice person, so I still help them. Uh, maybe my coworkers don't want them to come back, but uh, that's just kind of uh, what, it, what, it, what happens. I uh, uh, unfortunately have to delegate various tasks to other people. Uh, our detail shop is uh, two stores over, and uh, I'm not the most fit person in America that sells cars. So uh, I get rides. Uh, we have to juggle, move around cars. And uh, I have the, the card tap mobile app. If you're a salesperson and you've got an extra three or $400, I would definitely recommend getting the card tap mobile app. I don't know if I'm allowed to plug that product, but I just did. You just did. And uh, I have my own website. Uh, it's nothing crazy. I don't send uh, it out the social uh, or uh, search engine optimization or anything like that. It's just one more layer of the brand that is Nathan Hayes that allows to um, be that much um, more available. My wife stopped at the grocery store and asked about buying cars. Uh, People know what my kids look like. Uh, I'm on the Chamber of Commerce locally, board of directors, so I get asked. So you're taking things. this thing, you're taking this thing seriously, and that is, brings a comment to Mike Columbus just made on Facebook. He said, "I keep hearing Adam about." He said, "Adam, Mike Columbus said, I keep hearing it's about caring for the customer. What about building lifelong relationships?" And I and I hear that's kind of what Nathan's going into. I mean, he's lay, he's putting layer after layer after layer. So it sounds like Adam that building a lifelong relationship is really what this is all about, and caring for the customer. Is just maybe a, 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 a you know a fragment of that, Adam. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, and I am in the relationship business. That's the because the commodity is the same. You know, I, I sell a lot of pre-owned cars, but I'm working a new car franchise, and so the commodity is the same nationwide. But it's the relationships that I build, and those little things we were talking about earlier. I help you know is what help nurtures that relationship, and a lot of times that bond is unbreakable. I mean, unless I really drop the ball, but a vast majority of my clients are not going to go anywhere else because um, they know I'm going to take care of them that's, and that's they know that I care. That's and that's something that I've had to earn and I've had to demonstrate. Uh, but when you do that repeatedly and people know you're genuine, they're, they're not interested in, you know, in seeing if another guy can beat my deal by five or ten bucks because it, it, it's just about that relationship where if they have a referral, they can trust that if they send their family member, their coworker, their friend, uh, that I'm going to take care of them and I'm going to do the right thing and, you know, provide that VIP level of service. And I, 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 don't, look that I, I don't look at it as that I sell cars. I, I help people buy cars, and I, you know, I take that consultative approach, and that uh, is something especially millennials in this day and age really appreciate because no one wants to be sold anything. Um, and when you help them, you know, find the right product, you help them buy what they're looking for, and then you service them along the way, Yeah, um, that's when the magic really happens. That's good. That's a great uh, – I like the way you said that. That's yeah, really, good. really cool. Yeah, I just uh, saw a comment by Mike Hirschfield, which kind of caught my attention. It said uh, uh, people will buy from a, good, a great sales pro at a bad dealership, but they won't <laughs> buy from a bad sales pro at a good dealership. So uh, that does certainly put some responsibility on the salesperson, that's for sure. Mm. Um, that's 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 yeah. That's I mean, scary yeah. to think about it, but I, I often say it that is. in my in my sales meetings, I say that to my guys. People buy inferior products from superior salespeople right, all right. the time. 
Exactly. You know, it sucks, but I mean, it sucks for the salesperson, but it means that we're not doing our job. We can have the best product in the world. If we're not, if we're not repping it well, then, or, you know, if we're not repping our company well, then, then it's, that's, that's an issue. That's correct. So, so Renee Perry said new reps. I think that was on your comment. Who? You know, I think that might've been on your comment that you just said a minute ago when you were. Yeah. I, I was think, asking uh, about like the advice for newbies. <laughs> yeah. So new reps, can, new reps cannot expect repeat customers. Retention is earned by your efforts and what you bring, not or you, what you bring that the other guy does not. And let me she was besmirching you. She wasn't besmirching me. What are you talking about? kind of dogging out your comment a little bit. No, she wasn't. Yeah, I think she was. First of all, you can expect repeat customers if you do a good job, but it says you can't if your efforts suck and and you're not doing what the other guys do. I'm going to assume that she was probably besmirching you. Because you would, because that's just what you like. You like getting some... She's like, you know what? She's not. Renee Perry... She's like, your comment sucks. Hey, Renee Perry... Okay, so here's what I was going to say. And uh, Nathan, and we're going to have to start wrapping things up. So, Nathan, maybe you can kind of two-in-one this deal so you can give your final thoughts also. But when it comes to that statement, doing what the other guys do not, what are you laughing at? What? Go ahead, man. I'm, uh, I'm going to freaking start. You know what? Uh, okay. All right. It's on. I'm <laughs> laughing right, at The whole rest of the time. I'm laughing on. at something. something All right. Familiar. So, doing what the other guys do not. Big hairy Sasquatch. <laughs> Is it easier to be doing what the other guys do not because the culture is that guys are lax, adaisical, and they're not doing their job, and they're not good salespeople out there? Is that, is, is that spread becoming more evident? Shut up, Louie. I'll punch you in the face. How about that? That, that, that was for Nathan. <laughs> Nathan, I, I'm not even sure if you understand that question, my friend. But if you do, you are a gentleman and a scholar. Because y'all freaking he's making me chop you, it all sir, up. You, sir, are like... Gandalf, if you understand that. I've helped my friends he got and my it. family buy got cars, it. places, other states, uh, not other countries yet, I guess. But uh, I had a friend buy a Ford truck. We don't have a Ford store locally. There's two competitive Ford stores that actually compete against each other in our market. They're owned by the same company. And they forgot who he was. All they cared about was getting his money. They forgot who he was. His middle person was a guy I used to work with. They hyped it up, hyped it up, kept calling him, hey, come pick your truck up. He showed up. None of the paperwork was ready. The accessories weren't on his truck. He was spending forty, forty $45,000. I helped him negotiate the deal. And he was like, man, is this really how it is? I said, dude, it's like this all over the country. You just got to be a little bit better than everyone else, and you're light years ahead. Yeah. I'm sure that's like that in uh, other businesses, and I'm sure it's like that in the restaurant industry. Anywhere where there's tips involved, I mean, I I did well. Uh, I don't expect perfect or flawless service, but uh, I'll tell, I mean, I give people tips. I'll tell them to smile and and uh, you know act happy and you know what's wrong. And I mean, some people just want to be you know cared for, and that's the customer too. They yeah. come in, they're expecting to have a bad experience. Right. Customers that are referrals to me, they know better. I, I literally promise all my customers lifetime customer service. Even if I leave the business for some reason, I'll still handle all the calls. I get today's my day off. I'm at the dealership. I've gotten a bunch of service calls. Uh, I had to go run an errand. I had to go pick up uh, a car for service. You know, I'd like to knock out my 16 overdue tasks, but instead I'm taking care of my customers. Yeah. Because I know if I take care of them, they'll take care of me. Nice. And I see here your Twitter handle is at Ask for Nate. Man, thank you for uh, for coming on as well. Make sure you guys follow Nathan because he posts a lot of good stuff um, to help you guys that are selling cars. Um, that's my experience with him. He he definitely likes to uh, pour out and help and 
and share what he's doing. So thank you very much for, for coming on as well. And he understands and, um, convoluted questions. Hey, you know, but I, I guess we're going to go to Jared, uh, Jared Drake for a close as well, but I want to read Andrew Gary Paul Montrose. That's a name right there. I think I said the last name right. Andrew Gary Paul Montrose comment. I've had, I have had people pay me, he said, sticker on demos because of the relationships. That's strong. That's stronger than New Rope. Dave? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm wondering what the relationship was. Mom, Dad? Um, <laughs> no, no. We get it. We it was get like it. this broad I was dating. <laughs> no, you know, Andrew's right on. I mean, you know, you, you can have that type of relationship with people and you can create that type of value and that type of service where they feel that it, it's a fair it's a fair trade, right? I think he was emphasizing mostly that the fact that relationships important. Yes, where value exceeds the price, price is an issue. Not hey, not people's heads off. And, I think he was bragging you know, about how awesome a salesperson. Yeah. yeah, right. Hey, let's go to Jared Drake for closing comments. Jared, wrap it up. Hey guys, listen. You know what I say is show up early, stay late. You know, work, do the extra things that nobody else is willing to do because on the extra mile, most people aren't on it. That's what you need to do. You need to go the extra mile. Bring it, bring energy, all right? Give the attention. And when you give that experience on the lot, you'll, you'll have raving fans. You'll never really have to worry about it. Everything's going to keep coming back for you. And uh, your customers are absolutely going to love you. Nice. You're a wise man, Jared. Right. How do people reach you at FL Ford Salesman, correct? That's right, man. That's right. Reach out to me. Love to talk to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you Jared. Jared. And uh, Adam, we'll go thank to you for your closing comments. Uh, if you go ahead and uh, give us your closing remarks and then let people know how they can reach you, Adam. Sure. I, I heard a quote about seven years ago that uh, has stuck with me and helped me tremendously, and that was, it's not your customer's job to remember you. It's your job to make sure they don't have the opportunity to forget you. And that just kind of, that's where I had the paradigm shift, and uh, I approach things a little different. I've had a a world of success since then, and um, I think it's just a better way to look at it. And yeah, please follow me on Twitter at a d a m w e b y. David, I know we've been uh, interacting for years. With a pleasure to finally be on here. I really appreciate the opportunity. No, my hey, my pleasure, Adam. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Doing great things over there. Guys, thank you so thank much. You. That was our shared custody panel two and uh, outstanding input and uh, feedback from a great group of, of salesmen, professionals in the business. And, uh, hey, we have a couple of tickets for Rockstar. If you're in the Dallas area, it's this Monday, March 13th, so it's, it's, it's probably maybe too late for you to travel. If not, um, more power to you. But we do have a couple of tickets I'd like to personally give you. If you're in the Dallas market or anywhere close where you could drive, they're yours. If you are a manager a dealer of the automotive industry, <clears throat> contact me. I'm gonna, I don't think you guys have time to type in a personal, uh, number up there, do you? Direct line. Okay. You can contact me at 813-463-4002. These are mine. So I'm going to give them to you. I got a couple of them. 813-463-4002. 813-463-4002. And um, the tickets are yours. First come, first serve. I'm doing the opening keynote there. Tim Kentz is closing. And we've got just a great group of people doing uh, – um, workshops throughout. So, um, it's, it's incredible. Matt Keening's doing a great job. Rockstar Auto Conference this Monday. You don't want to miss it. And um, Yeah, and if for some reason you can't get there or you don't win these tickets, mm -hmm. I believe that there's an opportunity for live streaming to be able to see the event. There is. There is. Um, I don't know. How, how do you check that out? Uh, if you, if you're, what's that? Rockstar Automotive. 
rockstarautoconference.com, and you can check out the live stream. I think it's uh, there's a fee, but it's uh, it's minimal, and uh, you can you can stream the whole conference and watch it if you're not available as well. But if you want those tickets, give me a call. They're gonna be gone in just a few minutes. Uh, what do you guys say? I want to share the custody. I say uh, technical issues, but amazing guests today. Yeah. I, was, I was really impressed with the guests that were on. Yes. Sharp guys and gals. Yes. But what else would you expect from Auto Deal Live? What else would you expect mm-hmm. us to bring you? I'm, Word. Just, I'm just here. Look at Ezra. Ezra's wanting this to be done. You turtle You turtleneck? No, he's had like explosive, almost oh. explosive situations. All right. right. Don't miss our like upcoming. Turtle going on, dog. <laughs> turtle soup. All right. So. What? Don't miss our upcoming shows. We've yes. got Market Thank Moguls, March Madness, Quarterback. We'll be talking about that first quarter. Can't get it back, but we'll be reviewing it and talking about how to make it better. Um, dealership Squares, kind of like a version of Hollywood Squares. We'll have the Dream Team on the Dealership Squares. And then Pull the Plug, we'll be talking about that. Uh, dealership Squares, are they going to be like hybrids and things, things like, like this? Uh, Next yeah, month, yeah. we're going to be at Digital Dealer 22 in Tampa, April 11th through the 13th. And um, we're actually going to be doing a keynote there with a group of dealers, uh, first time um, with us. we got a great group. You're going to be moderating that, and uh, I'm going to be on the panel. We'll be doing a keynote there. Also, um, just announced, and it's not even, I don't think it's for dealers, but uh, it, I'm going to be doing a keynote at Ignition One Conference, which is a marketing tech company um, for automotive industry and uh, in May. Just a lot of cool stuff going on, man. You guys don't want to miss. I'll be at Digital Dealer. I'll be having a snack towards yes, the front. You'll be there. It'll be snack time for me. If you ever want to see a doing moderation person, su- yes. Right here. Come come take a picture with the, the big hairy gorilla. The Squatch. Yeah. The Squatch. And, um, Who's going to win that jacket? There's still, there's still three more minutes. We're going to give I you three more minutes. I think it's going to be Z today. Yes. Z's all over. By the way, oh, Z, man. by the way, Z, just so you Ooh. know, he said my, you and Ed Brooks, my wife, texted me and said, hey, why is everybody saying something about my SRT? Let me tell you something about the SRT. First yeah, of all, yeah. first of all, man, the thing's like eighty grand, so it's not like it's nothing to sneeze. Oh yeah, at. I know. It's, it's and it's freaking bad. It's sounds fast. beastly. Five hundred horsepower. It sounds beastly mm-hmm. when you. My start wife up. wanted that. Matter of fact, she wrecked one. Somebody ran a stop sign and hit her, and then she went out and bought a new, brand new one. And uh, yeah. she she loves that car. It's freaking. It's loves a beast. that power, man. It's a beast. It's a beast. It is. So I don't know why they got beef. Awesome. Why was the beef about? I don't know. Yeah, he, they were just giving me a hard time. Uh, like, oh, I thought yeah. you loved your wife. And my wife's like, why are they saying something? She didn't know what <laughs> was being said, and then she acted like I wasn't on the show. Maybe you should mind your business. <laughs> Say, keep keep Dave's wife out, out your mouth. <laughs> How about that? How about you mind your business? I got, okay. I, got a good, I got a good one, too. I wish Z would just uh, finalize this whole serial sales pro thing, but that's another story. Well, there you should probably close them. There we go. All right. All, All right. right. Well, a lot of stuff going on in this hour. <laughs> what do you say we go? Huh? Yeah, let's go. I got to pee. We're out. God bless y'all. Love y'all. Bye. See you next week.